So this week I am sharing a really exciting announcement. And if you're listening live this week, I'm also bringing back one part of my three-part series on how to unlock the power of ChatGPT. And I'm doing both of these things because I just launched a new ChatGPT resource for nonprofits that I am so, so excited about. It's the nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have heard me talk about ChatGPT before. I am really bought into this tool. It is not some fancy, super techie tool that needs to be built out and figured out. It should be as integrated into your workflow and as simple as Google Docs. It's a capacity builder and a time saver. And my goal is to make it easy for organizations, particularly small and growing organizations where time and money and capacity are really an issue to tap into the power of ChatGPT. If you aren't, you're leaving capacity on the table and I want to help you solve that problem. So I took the questions and the conversations that I've been having with nonprofits for the last really six or seven months and turned it into a concrete tool, which is one of my favorite things to do. The nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters is an all-in-one workspace that supports you at every phase of using ChatGPT in your workflow, from giving you ideas to giving you prompts that you can cut and paste right into ChatGPT, to giving you an already built out place to save and organize the prompts that you like, the personalities that you try, and all of the work that you do using ChatGPT. So, If you are still on the fence about ChatGPT, listen to this week's episode. If you're listening to a different episode and hearing this preview, head on over to this week's episode and get inspired. And when you're ready to take the next step and start saving you and your team hours of time and brain energy every week, you can head to brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT dash HQ and grab the workspace. Enjoy. How do you make sure that all of your plans and goals and KPIs and reflections don't get lost in the chaos of everyday life once your year gets underway? In today's episode, I'm going to share a simple three-part framework for you and your team so that you can kick off your year the right way by laying a foundation for clear and intentional growth without overwhelm in 2024. Welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. I'm Brooke Ritchie Babbage. I've been in the social impact game for 25 years as a social justice lawyer turned two-time nonprofit founder and leader turned growth strategist and coach for leaders around the country. I grew my nonprofit from me and an intern in a tiny closet to a high-impact seven-figure organization. And along the way, I learned so, so much about how to build an organization that has real impact and how to do it without burning out. In this podcast, I share the nuts and bolts of all of it, so you can do that too. We dive into the mindset, strategies, and tactics of how to scale a high-impact organization and how to do it in a way that's truly sustainable. Hello, welcome to 2024. Even saying that number, that year, (laughs) sounds crazy to me, but I think I feel that way at the beginning of every new year. 2023 also sounded crazy, and then somehow I blinked, and here we are at 2024. 
Since it's literally the very beginning of the new year and we're all coming out of a period of reflection and planning and hopefully rest, I wanted to do an episode about how to leverage this wonderful new year energy while also aiming your hard fought planning at the right actions. Coming into the new year, you and your team may have done a lot of planning sessions. You may have set financial goals or program goals for the year. Each person on your team may have a detailed work plan, and I've talked to a number of folks that have even dug into things like OKRs and KPIs, Key Performance Indicators, which I love, a good indicator. But as we unpause and head back into work mode, what that means is that there's so many things you can focus on. All of the goals have steps. All of the steps have deadlines, right? All of the KPIs have things that you need to track, So if you just run full steam ahead, you're going to be wading through a tangled mess by the time you get to March, if not sooner. So I want to offer a three-part framework to help you organize and simplify all of your goals and plans and KPIs so that you and your folks can move forward with clarity and intention and not set yourself up for overwhelm by the end of the first quarter. Now, none of these three questions is new. And they don't require additional research or planning. I really want to make that clear. I am not giving you more work to do, more planning to do. This is simply about organizing what you've already done so that you can move forward with intentionality and not lose sight of what your angers are amidst all of the whirlwind of meetings and challenges and new opportunities that for most of us hit our calendars week one of January. There are only three pillars that everything should be organized around if you want to stay focused and strategic as you move forward. And I am introducing this three-part framework or these three pillars at the beginning of a new year, but they don't change. They're not time-specific. They're not New Year's, you know, pillars. This three-part framework is an organizing and simplification framework for any forward movement, right? There are three pillars that will keep you anchored and focused as you move forward with any plan at any time in the year. And the three pillars are knowing where you're starting from, knowing where you're going, and knowing the highest leverage actions you can take to get you from point A to point B. So to kick off our conversation, I am going to go old school. I'm gonna ask you to pull out a single piece of paper, then fold it in half, and then in half again, so that when you open it, there are four boxes. Total analog here. This is your framework document, or what I will call a framework document. It's a fancy word for something you can fold up, keep with you, and return to throughout the year to reground yourself and your team. It's not high tech. It's not fancy. And seriously, or in all honesty, most of the most powerful frameworks and tools that we can use are not fancy. They are really, really simple. And when we can translate all of the things we want to do into something that fits on a single page, we know that we have enough clarity to move forward without overwhelm. So I really like things that fit on one page, which is why I am inviting you to go old school with me in analog and pull out this this single page. Okay, so you fold it um, and fold in half, fold in half again, and you have your four boxes. So here are the four questions. It's a three-part framework and then an extra question that I really just love that I include 
on my folded framework question um, or my folded framework sheet. So the first box, upper left-hand corner, contains the answer to this question. Where are we starting from? Now, this is where you just want to look back at your planning and your reflections and your goal setting that you or you and your team did. And by team, I mean anybody working with you. For those of you listening who don't have a full staff, this could be a thought partner, this could be a volunteer, this could be your board, just anybody that you're doing work with that you sort of did some of the thinking and reflecting and planning with. So where are we starting from? In this box, you record first any SWOT, recent SWOT results you have, right? So a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats is basically just a process that you go through to assess your resources, challenges, strengths, and gaps at a point in time. Now, if you did one during your planning season, great. I usually recommend, in addition to doing a really thorough SWOT analysis or asset map, I sometimes call it, during a strategic planning process, I really encourage the folks that I work with to do a SWOT every year right? A mini point in time, where are we? If you did one during your planning session, great. Just record it here. Not all the notes, just high level strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. What assets and resources do you already have on hand that you plan to leverage this year? And what's missing? That's really what you want in this box, right? What do we have at our disposal? And what don't we have at our disposal? If you didn't do a SWAT, that's fine. You don't need to overthink this part. Take 10 or 15 minutes and brain dump the following. What resources, money, people, skills, knowledge, partnerships, do we currently have that we can build on in 2024? What are we doing well that we can leverage to grow our community, our funding, and our network? Second, brain dump the following as part of your 10 or 15 minute brain dump. What gaps and challenges are particularly important for us to focus on? And think about things that are weakening your staff, your board, your work, or your infrastructure. Right? These are not all of the great things we have. These are the resources, again, money, people, skills, knowledge, and partnerships that you can leverage, that you can use to move you forward. And then there are gaps and challenges that are particularly important to focus on. Okay. So if you didn't do a SWOT, my recommendation is take 10, 15 minutes and just brain dump high level responses to those and put those in box one. You may also want to record some concrete early January 2024 baseline data. How much money do you have in the bank? How many people are on your board? How many people are on your staff? How many donors do you have? How many programs do you run? Now, this is an important step for the same reason that a SWOT is the important first step in any strategic planning process. Any strategic movement forward requires that you answer this first question, where are we starting from? Of all of the work and planning steps that you took last fall, knowing your baseline, where you are at the beginning of the year is both critical for measuring your success and talking about your success throughout the year but also as a reminder of both the key resources that you don't want to overlook so that you can make sure to leverage them and the gaps and challenges that you don't want to lose sight of, right? So you write those down in box one. Second box, question number two in this framework. Right next to this box, so upper right-hand corner, is where you record your answer to this question. Where do we want to wind up 
This is an end state that represents success. Now, again, I'm assuming that you did some of this thinking this past fall. What are the goals that you have set programmatically, organizationally for the year? What are the impact and organizational goals? What are the financial goals, right? How much money are you trying to raise? Are you trying to diversify your funding? Are you trying to increase the number of donors that you'd like to have? Are you trying to get different kinds of foundation money, multi-year or general operating? Whatever the end state success goals that you've set are, write them in this box. So what you have in this framework document, again, this is high level, is very big picture. This is where we are. This is what's working. This is what's not. And this is where we want to go. Okay. This is a shorthand record of what you and your team are aiming for. As I like to say, the cathedral you're building. When you're stuck in the weeds and the muck of everyday work, these two boxes are where you look for the gut check. Are we leveraging the resources we have? Are we addressing the gaps and challenges or the hole in our boat that's slowly letting water in as we're trying to get from one island to the next? And are we still aiming everything we have at building the cathedral we want to build? Okay. Finally, the third, or not finally, the third box, bottom left hand, has the answer to this question. What are the highest leverage actions that you and your team should focus on to get you to your desired end state? This is where you record the strategies and actions that you're going to prioritize to achieve your goals. Now, it's really important to understand this is not everything you plan to do. You want to highlight those strategies and actions that are the highest leverage. And by that, I mean that get you an outsized return on the effort that you and your team put in. Now, I have two episodes where I dive more deeply into this idea of leverage September 27th of 2022, I talked about it. And January 10th of last year in 2023, I also talked about leverage. And it's a really, really important concept. It's one that I'm going to be coming back to quite often in this podcast because it is one of the most powerful concepts for growing really any endeavor without being overwhelmed, right? Getting the most Um, the most mileage (laughs) out of the effort that we put in. So as an example, if one of your goals is about expanding work into new communities, things like partnerships and community listening tours are super high leverage. By contrast, to be silly, things like hanging flyers, not high leverage, right? Just to sort of put a a fine point, (laughs) um, on, on what I'm trying to say, that the high leverage work are things that will move you closer to your goal more quickly and with less effort. If one of your goals is about building your board, is another example, leveraging tools like LinkedIn to access a broader network would be a high leverage move. Again, to be silly, knocking on doors or cold calling people that you've never met and that know nothing about your organization, not high leverage, not effective, but also a lot of effort for very low return. Okay, so that's box number three, lower left-hand corner. The final box is, well, let me pause for a moment. That's the framework, right? Where are you going? Where are you starting from? Where are you going? And what's the best, highest leverage way to get there? 
This final box is where I encourage you to write one single word. And I would think about the word. A lot of people I know, and I'm, I'm one of them, have like a word for the year, right? An organizing word or theme for their year that they return to to remind themselves ex- that of what was important ex ante, right? When we were in a state of rest and at peace, what did what did we decide was really important as an organizing framework, right, for our year, an organizing theme. So if you have a word like that for your organization, for your work as a leader of this organization, I would write that word in that final box, right? It's maybe a little woo. It's not something quantifiable like the baseline data or the end goals and the KPIs, But it is really important to, if you're going to have this anchoring document, to have something that says all of this, all of the words on this page should be filtered through this intention, right? Is it sustainability? Is it greater impact? Is it deeper impact? Is it relationships? Is it values? Is it equity? I've talked to some leaders that have really, really beautiful words that mean something to them and their team. So that's that fourth box. And you want to write that in the box um, next to the highest leverage actions. So that's your framework document, right? The three things you want to make sure that you're doing, understanding where you're starting, getting clear about where you want to wind up, Focusing on the right high leverage actions so that you can ignore the rest of the things that come at you, and then orienting yourself around a core intention. And if you take all of the work and the plans and the KPIs and everything, the reflections that you did during this past season of planning, you know, year end planning, and streamline and simplify into this one document, these four boxes, just some bullet points. When you get to the point that you can do that, you will have the clarity that you need to move forward with greater intentionality. And you are far less likely to look up in March and think, wait, what were all the plans we laid? What are we supposed to be doing? And where are we relative to where we want to be going? So that is my offering to you today as we head into what I know will be a wonderful new year. And I hope all of you had, again, a restful and rejuvenating holiday season. And I'm really excited to continue into 2024 with all of you. See you next time for more Mastermind. Thanks so much for joining me this week. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to leave a rating and a review. I read every single one and they really do matter. I also share extra tidbits and resources building on what we talk about here in my newsletter, Leadership Forward 321. You can sign up by texting the word IMPACT to 66866. And finally, definitely check out the links and resources that I mentioned in this episode at brookrichiebabbage.com backslash podcast. See you next week.